Welcome to Ascended Masters at Work Radio with your host, Shirlene Reeves, the world's business success coach and author of Selling Through Your Heart, empowering you to build relationships for financial freedom, where we focus on taking the right step-by-step actions towards generating a consistent business income. Listen in as Shirlene empowers small business owners and her million-dollar business blueprint. On Ascended Masters at Work Radio, you'll discover the secrets to building an effective, income-generating business. Find the answers for selling your programs and products without rejection. Get the solutions for building a strong financial foundation. Coaching with Shirlene Reeves and her guests. How to develop integrated programs so compelling that your clients can't resist saying yes. Now, let's welcome your host, business success coach, Shirlene Reeves. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Ascended Masters at Work. We have quite a topic today that I think you'll find very interesting because so many come to me and say, how in the world do I know how to talk to my angels? Thank you for joining us on Ascended Masters at Work Radio. We hope you've gained insights that will change the way you do business, generate a consistent income, and provide a new enlightened path toward financial freedom and designing the lifestyle of your dreams. And if you simply can't wait to purchase Shirlene's book, Selling Through Your Heart, empowering you to build relationships for financial freedom at sellingthroughyourheart.com. How can I connect with my intuition like you do to better my life? And so we have some tips today on how to do that, along with an awesome guest that does exactly what those who ask want to do. Here's my first thought on what I truly believe is important. Because I find myself resting more to regenerate and then create. My childhood was fraught with orders from my father of do, do, do. And I feel now that it's more important to work, rest, walk the beach, and listen to the needs of my body in order to stay healthy and productive. Since my dad passed away in early May this year, I no longer feel the need to push and do to feel worthy. The evaluation and judgments of my worth are no longer being criticized by my dad. He came from a generation that believed you had to be busy every moment. Do you have parents like that? You could never just sit in a chair and read. Or maybe you didn't want to take your robe off so early in the morning. You wanted to relax a bit and enjoy visiting before starting in with washing the dishes. But that was not to be in our household. We were not allowed to what they call lollygag and relax. That was not possible because we were always supposed to be doing. We were supposed to be getting something done every minute. I was literally judged by my doingness. Now I feel as though I can simply be in the quiet of spiritual connection. I can rest and regain the strength of my physicality. The challenge is the constant reminding of my brain that being is more important than doing. My beingness brings about more creativity in the doingness. My beingness brings peace. Where my dad's pushing and prodding, coupled with abusive correction, created fear and exhaustion physically. This is no longer my life today. And entrepreneurs come to me repeatedly and say, 
I'm so tired. I don't know what to do. I'm flying here. I'm flying there. I'm speaking. I'm attending seminars. I'm writing a book. I'm developing classes. But they never say, I sat for an hour just being and feeling into my intuition so I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, our guest today is going to be talking all about how to feel into your intuition. And he talks to his angels, where I talk to spirit. And you can really talk to anybody you want to with regard to the universe or God or whatever it is that you want to call the higher being within you that is your guide. This gentleman we call the Orange County Cowboy. He is the host of his own TV show called Talking with Our Angels. He's the co-owner of two TV networks, Guiding Star Veterans TV and Children's Success TV. So you know he's getting out there massively. He has a number one best-selling book, Ayurveda Encyclopedia, and he sold over 30,000 copies. His clients, we include the White House Alternative Medicine Commission and John Hopkins University. This gentleman has more than 46 years teaching wellness and consciousness. He was born as a shaman, a healer, a channel, and a monk. And he studied and teaches the renowned Lilydale Mediumship Camp. And he wrote a screenplay, a copy about an earth angel and learning to listen to our hearts. Welcome, Swami Tur, to the show. Thank you so much, Shirley. It's such a pleasure to be here talking to you about some groundbreaking topics. You know how excited I am about having you because this is really some new idea of blending spirit and business. And I was wondering when you got started on your journey. How did it begin? For me, Charlene, it started when I was about 10 years old, believe it or not. I began to get dreams at night that were, well, they were disturbing dreams that I'd be separated from my parents. Over the next decade, I had different dreams, but they all had the same theme. And then when I was 17 years old, my parents were in a car accident and they passed. I was separated from them. So obviously there was the grieving cycle. And shortly after that, I started to have this other thought, which was, how did I know this was going to happen? And who was telling me this? And I don't believe this is possible, but it just happened. I was in college at the time studying radio, TV, and film. And there was a lecture on meditation. I went to the lecture. And suddenly my priorities changed. I said, all right, forget radio, TV, and film. I have to understand this thing that happened to me, and this meditation is talking about it. Then I even watching Star Trek, you know. <laughs> and so I really delved into, for the next five, six years, meditating around the world, three hours a day, six hours a day, teaching meditation, yoga. So that's really where it all began. And I just loved it so much, and I could help other people with it as well. And that is a really good, solid foundation for what it is that you're doing, yes. is to actually take the time to dive into what you want to learn so that you can really make an impact in the world. And you've done that, Swami. I really appreciate what you've done. Thank you. (laughs) So tell me, you know, like I said, you've had 46 years of teaching in the wellness and consciousness field. Right. What are the insights that you live by? Oh, wow. Well, that's a great question. I think the first one, and, and this has come more in my later years, in the beginning years, the insights were meditate, eat healthy, you know, things like that. And they were almost like preaching at people. <laughs> and now it's love yourself. Be nice to yourself. You know, take a breath. Look around. Get outside. Start with love. And that's really as simple as it is. One working part. So you're saying we shouldn't just sit in front of our computers or noodle around on our phone and not focus on what it's like to live in our life. Is that right? 
That's right, and 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 I'm talking to myself too, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> we all work so hard, and we do get stuck sometimes. But it's so good for us to get out and cleanse our soul with interactions with others. With others, with nature. I'm fortunate. I live up in the in the dairy country, and I just have to step out on my front lawn, and I just feel better. I just am reconnected, and it's wonderful. I do the same thing. I live right on the beach of the Sea of Cortez, and all I have to do is go out on my deck and breathe in the energy. And I just absolutely love it. It really shifts the way I think about things. Yeah. Really, we're all just one wave in a giant ocean, and we're all together in this, aren't we? In the Sea of Cortez. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But when did you begin talking to angels? Well, you know, that's another funny thing because everybody has different terminologies. I used to talk to God more than anything else. And then it just started to seem like God was saying to me, I'd like to introduce you to the family. And I started finding articles and CDs about the angels. Driving down the road, listening to these CDs, I look up at the clouds and I could swear they look like angels. You know, whether or not all this was true, it tickled my heart. I liked it, and I felt good. What I like about angels is they're very gentle. They say, dear, would you like to do this? <laughs> As opposed to, you better do this, or you're going to be in trouble. And I found that you know, we're so used to people just yelling at us and, and demanding of us and that we kind of overlook when something very gentle comes to us. Like, oh, that can't be important because it's, it's not in my face. <laughs> and then I found that when I listen to their suggestions, amazing things happen in my life. Miracles happen. It's like they would do the work, and I would just get lifted up and enjoy the ride. It's kind of like a scientific experiment. I would try it, and it worked better. i try it, and things would get better. And so more and more, I've come to rely and, and believe based on my experiences in talking with my angels. We can talk about God, the universe, angels. I use the word spirit. Uh-huh. It's all kind of the same. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I think anything that's greater than us for the highest good, it doesn't even matter to me so much who it is that's making me feel happy or giving me support or love. It's just great. Thank you. Wisdom, I'll take it. Thank you. Thank you all. I'll thank you all. (laughs) Absolutely. What about trust? You know, you're talking about that. Sometimes you think it's too quiet and it has no meaning. Mm. They kind of hit me over the head if I don't listen. (laughs) How I got where I am today is by listening and trusting in the messages that I received. And some of them were very difficult to act on, such as moving here Mm. to the Sea of Cortez. That was what I was told to do. Beautiful. You know, when we don't want to do something, we kind of go, oh, I don't think I heard that right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you've you've been listening in on my conversations. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, or I'll say, I'm not doing that. Then it gets louder and louder and louder. I know that if I don't act on what it is I'm supposed to be doing, then it'll get quite loud, actually. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, you tell the child, please, dear, stay on the yard. Dear, don't go by the road. Watch out for the car. You know, it's just, it's, it's a growing volume of caring. How did you build your trust? How did you know that you were supposed to do what you were told to do? Such a wonderful question. And, you know, it's different at different times. Well, I was, I had an Ayurveda center, you talked about it earlier, mm-hmm. on Long Island, and it was a sunny, gorgeous August day, Saturday, and nobody was going to come inside on that kind of a day, and nobody did, and I didn't want to be there. I got a vision just in my head. I started to see a house on a lake, and I sort of knew it was upstate New York because I spent time upstate New York, and I thought, wow, gee, I would love to live upstate, you know, get a summer house or something like that. So I called the realtor. She said, what are you looking for? And I described, I want open land and this and that and hung up the phone. 
And then I heard God's voice. He said, well, what's your priority that you're looking for? So I thought through it all. I said, paradise. And a week later, I got an email from the realtor in the house I'm living in now, the picture, and it said next to it, your own little piece of paradise. Oh, perfect. That was a right-on thing to tell you to move forward, right? That's those external kind of uh, omens, if you will, or validations. But the subtler ones come as you start to trust that. And I started to think, well, I really want to listen more, but I don't know if I'm even serious when I ask for help or if I ask for guidance. So I made a pact with them. I said, okay, I'm going to ask my questions, and please, even if I'm being a wise guy, I really want to be serious. Answer me in a serious way. And if I'm messing around, it'll be my fault. But let's just keep it in one direction. Whatever I ask is serious. Whatever you answer is true. And little by little, it kept working out. Just set the ground rules. And bigger and bigger events would happen, and I would keep testing them out. Even now, they told me to move to California. So I said, okay. So I mean, I, my house is for sale. That's a big one. <laughs> so you're leaving paradise. Or another paradise. <laughs> yes. And you're right. I lived in Northern California. They told me to move to San Diego. Hmm. So I said, okay, I'll move to San Diego. I did that. And then I was told, get the book written, get the book written, get the book written. So I spent two years in San Diego doing nothing but writing the book. Wow. And I was doing some networking and getting to know people also. I was told that I wasn't going to be there for too long. Oh. But I didn't know how long too long is. You know, <laughs> Their time is different than ours, right? Right. And I thought, well, how long is too long? Okay. So I just focused on the book, and I got the book written, and then I got the message, you're moving to Mexico now. Mm. Each time you have to leave people, and I'm sure you're experiencing that same thing, moving to California, and they don't often understand your purpose or why that's happening. How are you handling that with people? Yeah, you know, that is, that's the hardest part, because uh, even my friends who, who know me, and I just say, well, my angels told me to do it. And they go, okay, but we're feeling it. It's very difficult, particularly now. I have my closest spiritual friends around me, and they're not happy. You know, I'm not happy. I mean, I'm happy that I'm going. They're happy I'm going, but the humanness of it in our hearts is a little bit just breathing through it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I was told that, you know, when I was moving upstate, I said I, I'd move upstate to write books. And I wrote three or four books since I've been up here. Like so you. you must be done with that then, and now it's time to do something different, right? Well, I have a friend out there. He's a veteran in San Diego, and mm-hmm. he wants me to help the veterans teach Ayurveda and healing and things of that nature. And a couple of my friends are pushing and pulling for me to start something out there. So it looks very promising. You know, when the angels ask you to do something, things kind of fall into place. Don't you experience that? Absolutely. And you do know that two-thirds of the transformational leaders live in San Diego. Is that right? I didn't know. Wow. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And that's part of why they were so upset when I left. (laughs) So let's move on, Swami. I want to talk about how being intuitive, having a gut feeling, or working with angels fits into business. Can we talk about that? Absolutely. This is such a delicious, delightful, important topic because business can often get a bad rap that it's just about money or it's just about the profit. The people I know, the entrepreneurs particularly, and a number of the CEOs, they really are caring people. And it's just we don't get to see that side of it for some reason. And I will say that I've worked with over the years entrepreneurs, small business owners, people in corporations. Actually, there's a study I read, it was in Inc. or Fast Company, that the most successful CEOs are the most intuitive. Mm. And I'm going to leave our listeners with that thought in mind, because we're going to talk about how our angels or spirit can help us with business 
in just a minute. So hang in there with us, and we'll be back. Hi, this is your coach, Shirley Reeves. And I'm kind of wondering, are you tired of spinning your wheels at networking groups? I mean, I know you love them, but how much money are you making for the money that you're spending? Do you want to boost your sales and get out of your own backyard? Perhaps you'd like to generate a larger income and create a massive impact in the world. If you're concerned about market competition or meeting sales quotas or overcoming the anxiety of building a business that generates an income, then the knowledge and information in my new book, Selling Through Your Heart, will help you take your business to the next level so you can achieve all that you desire. In the pages in Selling Through Your Heart, I give you my tips, strategies, and sales ideas utilized for 28 years. Every one of them has been tried and tested. I give you my million-dollar secret for how I built my nationwide company with 23,000 people working under me. Wouldn't you love to know those secrets? Well, you can get them all in my new book, Selling Through Your Heart. This book is full of real-life insights, inspirational stories, and easily applied advice. Go to SellingThroughYourHeart.com and order your book today. Welcome back, everyone, to Ascended Masters at Work. This is Shirlene Reeves, your host, and we are talking with Swami. And I'm so happy he's on the show with us today because he's teaching us, or he's about to, teach us how to incorporate our angels or our gut feelings or our intuitions into our business so that we can grow so much faster. So, Swami, take it away. Tell us what you think about how to work that into business. There's so many ways, Shirlene, from helping a person intuitively tell them, uh, call this person or say this in the conversation or email them this invitation only for them to come back and go, they love that place. That's great. They want to come. They want to sign a deal. That was a Fortune 100 company that that happened to. I've helped the doctors leave the hospital because they felt they weren't helping their patients and open their own practices by helping them develop their intuition, their medical intuition even. There's one gentleman. Here's a story. This is really comes under the heading of this is not brain surgery, what we're talking about here. <laughs> it's not yeah. that esoteric. This guy comes in and he says to me, Oh, complete my job is this, and I can't do that. I don't have time for my yoga. I don't have time for my wife. I can't get home for lunch to see her and cook for her, and on and on and on. And finally, he stopped. I said, well, this doesn't sound like a good job. Why do you work there? He says, I own the place. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes it kind of tough, doesn't it? <laughs> I said, well, let's break it down. I said, if you come in at work an hour late, is the boss going to get upset with you? He said, no. I said, well, could you do your yoga and then come into work an hour late? He goes, yeah, I could. I would just sort of walked him through the process. He says, you just did for me in one hour what my therapist couldn't do in the last two years. <laughs> oh, my. So that means that you provided him time for himself before he went to work? Time to go home for lunch because he lived right around the corner. Time for his son and his hobbies in the evening. He had a life again. Mm. It's only because we think we can't do something or we get stuck, you know. We, sometimes we just get stuck in patterns. That's somebody who's running their own successful company and went from unhappy and wanting to throw away the business to just thriving again. If somebody is an employee and maybe has a business on the side, it makes it kind of difficult for family to fit in there. I know they're being guided to spend time with family. How do you get them, when you're working with them, to listen to their guidance and take action? 
This is a great question. How do you spend time with family and work? I probably in the first stages, I would do the intuition for them and say, it feels like you need to be with your family more or your angels or your guides are telling me uh, that you need to be with your family more. What do you think? It's for me, it's always a conversation. It's never, I'm the, the one who knows everything. <laughs> That's never a good a scenario. Right. And if they're open to it, why don't you take a Thursday night and have a date night with your wife? Why don't Saturday, just take an hour with your family and play Monopoly or, or whatever, go for a walk. Wherever they can start, whatever first step they could take. And then when they come back and report to me and they're glowing, the success, oh, we had amazing time and great. Okay, so when, where else can you include this? And now they're a participant. And, oh, we already did. We're going to do next Sunday. And joy is an openness, truth of your heart. It's right there, and everybody jumps in pretty quick once they see it working. You actually get downloads, so to speak, for them that you share with them until yes. they can do it on their own. Is that right? Yes, I'll do it initially, and once they understand the process, I'll ask them to do it along with me, and then we'll discuss it. And sometimes I did this with a doctor once. I was training her in distance healing. They had a person who had a certain health condition, always complained about it. So we sent that person energy healing, and we looked into it to see what it was. And she got one thing, and I got another thing. And she did the healing for both of them. And the next time the guy came to the office, she said, so what's your problems today? He goes, oh, nothing. I'm fine. Nothing. I'm fine. No problems at all. That's for the first good. time in, in a year or two, you know. <laughs> yeah. And most people just carry around their problems in a little red wagon behind them, and it gets heavier and heavier and heavier. And if you can't see your way clear to offload some of that or maybe do what, Swami? How do you get them to move their problems along so that they just don't have it? Well, a big part of that, which we're actually alluding right into, is that I show them how I do it, but then I want to coach them or encourage them to find their way. Mm. And how do you go about doing that? I will ask them. I say, well, well, what did you get? And how would you do this? Does this feel comfortable or do you like doing it another way. And it may take a few sessions before they even have the confidence to how would I do it or to admit I really prefer to have my right arm up in the air instead of my left arm. Or it's a human conversation about the intuitive gifts we have, the healing gifts we have that people for whatever reason don't really talk about. Well, what I think is really amazing is that you've even mentored Fortune 500 clients. Do you have any stories that you could share that would help our listeners out there who have a business? Yeah, I've mentored companies that have Fortune 500, Fortune 100 clients, to be very clear. And so for one example, this fellow was in talks with a Fortune 100 company and wasn't getting any responses from them. And so I just looked into it and I said, well, I'm getting this picture of this animal. Does that mean anything to you? And I see it down by the water. And he says, well, there's a restaurant by the water that has that theme to it. So I said, okay, good. Invite them there for lunch. Say, next time you're in town, come on out with your team. And right away, the guy emailed back and says, we love that place. We're coming. And to me, it's like, this is crazy. I'm going to tell him about an animal restaurant, you know, <laughs> but I have to tell him what I think. <laughs> it must have been the elephant bar, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's funny. So I got to ask you this question. How did you get the name The Orange Cowboy? You know, people say, you're such a good brand, and it never started that way. I started out as a monk in India. My guru in India recognized me as a Swami or a monk. And in India, they wear orange robes, orange hats, orange cloth. And when I was in this country, at a certain point, I had a branding expert say to me, well, could you wear orange jeans at least instead of a robe? 
and Converse sneakers. And I said, yeah, I could do that. Because you know, she says, people need to see something of the West that they could recognize. Honor the West, honor the East. I love that idea. Where I live, it's so bright out that my baseball cap brim wasn't bright enough. And I searched around for a hat with a wider brim, and I found orange cowboy hats. And then one summer, I was at Lilydale camp studying my uh, mediumship. And people started saying, oh, did you see the orange cowboy? Did you see the orange cowboy? And everybody would laugh. And I thought, well, I'm making everybody happy. Sure, I'll use that moniker. <laughs> so the audience, I got feedback. That's how I did it. <laughs> now tell me a little bit about your show, Talking With Our Angels. Sure. I love this. Again, the angels gave me the idea for this. They brought me the show. And it's everything that we're talking about to let folks know that in an instant, in your own heart, you can have a conversation with God, with your angels, with your intuition, whatever you call that, and get answers, feel joy, change your energy, change your outlook, get answers in seconds. And we do it right on the air. I interview a successful guest. They talk about a time they listen to their angels, change their life, and then we play a game. Everybody asks their angels for something that will bring them more joy in the moment. We take only three seconds of silence, and then we talk about what we got. Mm-hmm. And people at home can go, oh, that's all it is. Oh, let me play along. Oh, wow, this is cool. I can do this. And we're changing lives globally. We're in 164 countries. We have a potential reach of half a billion people. I feel very honored and blessed to be able to get this message out and help the world become a little bit lighter, a little brighter, a little more joyful. Ah, wonderful. Well, you truly are an ascended master at work. <laughs> I would like to know how you can support our listeners today. What is it that they could do or that you can do for them in this moment that would support them in their lives? Shirlene, I would love to share with people how they can have an instant meditation, even in front of a boardroom, and nobody will know it. 20 seconds, 10 seconds, and you'll change your energy. So if you're game, I can show you in as long as it takes me to explain it, 20 seconds. I'd love it. Perfect. All right. So everybody think about your biggest challenge right now. Maybe it's a health issue or career issue, a family issue, or maybe things are going well and you want to know about launching your next business idea. Whatever that is, think about it and sort of give it a ranking from one to 10. 10 is urgent or critical and one it's manageable. And when you have that number, put your right hand on your heart. And now I want you to think about the person or the place or the thing you love the most in the world. And as you think about that, that person, let's say, just breathe into your heart. Take a nice deep breath in and feel your heart expanding. Oh, with the love of that person. Oh, and as you exhale, just release everything that's not love. And now I want you to think about that issue that you just numbered. And think about it again. And what number is it? Did it drop even a half a point in just a few seconds? I sped it up a little bit. You could do it two or three times. If it dropped a point, three points. If it disappeared, that's all it takes. And nobody really knows you're doing that at home. Was there anything you could pick up on that, Shirley? Oh, it was excellent. It actually dropped four points. I was surprised at how quickly that happened. Quickly, and nobody knows you're doing it. And I really sped through that just because I know we're coming close to the time. It always goes so fast. I'm always (laughs) amazed. (laughs) So tell people how they can reach out to you. And I know you brought a special gift to the show, and I can't wait to go and get it myself. Absolutely. If you go to my website, orangecowboy.com, right at the top there is a, a gift for you. It's a Tibetan bowl sound bath meditation. And what I did was I played these Tibetan bowls, and each they're attuned to various energies in your body called chakras. And as you listen, the, the vibrations of these bells just sort of wash over you. So they, it meditates you. 
you know, you just come home from work or if you're in the office at lunchtime, you can just put this on and just, you could do it as a family. You could do it as a team. You know, if you're at work and you need a break as a team, bond together in peace. There's a wonderful, wonderful exercise. Awesome. Thank you. So you're going to get the Tibetan Bowl Sound Bath, and it's an MP3, so you can listen to it as many times as you want. Go to Swami's website at orangecowboy.com. I know you can't forget that. And <laughs> Swami, thanks so much for being with us today. You've been absolutely oh. wonderful. Next week is going to be a lot of fun because we're talking to Denise Monge about dog behavior how our dog sees us, and how we show up as their leader. And once you have an opportunity to evaluate yourself as your dog's leader, you'll see yourself clearly as a leader in business and an accomplice in how you build relationships. Don't forget to pick up your book, Selling Through Your Heart, at sellingthroughyourheart.com. You'll be surprised at how much I share with you what it means to be connected to your angels and also to build awesome relationships that empower you to build financial freedom. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next week with Denise Monge, your dog behavioral specialist. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Ascended Masters at Work Radio. We hope you've gained insights that will change the way you do business, generate a consistent income, and provide a new enlightened path toward financial freedom and designing the lifestyle of your dreams. And if you simply can't wait to purchase Shirlene's book, Selling Through Your Heart, empowering you to build relationships for financial freedom at sellingthroughyourheart.com.